0: Thank you so much for joining us at Remnant Church Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more or support this ministry, please go to remnantchurch.church. And now, the message from Pastor Caleb. Amen. So good to see you this morning. Have you enjoyed the presence of the Lord so far today? I will ask you as politely as I know how, uh, but also understanding with the light of knowing the weight of what I got to preach today, I'm going to ask you to please keep the moving down to, I don't know, nothing. That would be great, especially distracting when you have as many people as we try to put in the building here. So thank you for being here today. I don't take it lightly that you came this morning. It's an honor. Maybe you heard a lot about this church. Maybe that's why you came. Maybe someone invited you. I believe it's bigger than that, though. I believe that God orchestrated and designed this with all of eternity in mind, that you would be here today to hear God's word yeah I'm not playing games this morning I'm on eternal assignment today I got destiny in mind and your life in mind today so it's very and please silence your phones it's very serious today this is the word of God people make a decision today to go to heaven or hell you may not hear that at other churches today for the next 30 minutes you're, that's what's going on here somebody's going to decide I'm not going to hell and I am ready to change my life and I've tried to do it myself and I can't and this man named Jesus that this preacher's talking about today I so desperately need him you think, well, I don't know if I can make that decision today. Well, you're standing and looking at someone, or you're sitting looking at someone today who had to make that decision. And no doubt, you're probably sitting by someone today who had to make that decision. This is a decision that we all have to make this morning. So, I have a strong word today. Today, I'm burdened. Today, I got to give you a warning. As a job, as a preacher, it's my job to exhort you and encourage you. But also, also i got to warn you. So today, I'm going to warn you. Today, I'm burdened with truth. I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm a gospel preacher. And and I love you enough to tell you the truth. I'm going to be loud, as I always am. I'm gonna be passionate. I'm gonna be offensive. The gospel is offensive, you see. The gospel offends me. You know why? Because it tells me I can't do it. That's offensive to me. When I heard the gospel the first time, it offended me. See, in order to accept the gospel and accept Jesus, you gotta understand you ain't got it all together and that you need a Savior and you're a sinner and you're lacking something, and the only thing that you the only thing that can help you is Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you some bad news today, but I'm also going to tell you some good news today. And here's the fact if you reject the good news today, you need to know the bad news. If you plan on rejecting Jesus today, then you need to know what's going on. You need to know that there's an eternity for all of us it's heaven or hell. I said I came with a warning today it's heaven or hell and a lot of people warned us in the Bible Paul warned us in Ephesians Colossians Galatians Uh, we're warned in the Old Testament we see Jonah as he warns the Ninevites we see warnings all the time in Ezekiel we see a warning Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 16 it says something like this and I'll paraphrase it God spoke to Ezekiel and he said Ezekiel I want you to tell the people the truth he said if you tell the people the truth Your soul will be delivered, whether they believe it or not. But if they die and you don't tell them the truth, the blood will be on your hands. And I have this sobering reminder today that this is more than me just getting up and giving you three points and something cute and then you going home. It's so much bigger than that. It's me warning your soul today, warning you and saying, there is a hell, it is real, but you do not have to go there. Heaven can be your home today. You can have peace. You can have joy. And it comes through Jesus Christ. How do I know? Because I've accepted Him. I want you to look at Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. Many warned us many warnings in the Bible as I spoke of but Jesus warned us Jesus himself warned us look what he says Luke chapter 16 verse 19 Jesus warns us that there is a hell now hear me listen to me there is a hell and Jesus himself warns us he said there's a rich man who would dress in purple fine linen feasting lavishly every day But there was a poor poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, was lying at his gate. He longed to be filled with what fell from the rich man's table, but instead the dogs would come and lick his sores. One day the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. After being in torment in Hades and hell and Sheol, he looked up and saw Abraham a long way off with Lazarus at his side. Father Abraham, he called out, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus, Lazarus who's in heaven, the poor man, Send him so that he can dip his finger in water and maybe, maybe a drop of water will come off my finger and land on my tongue because I am in agony in this flame. you hear it here? Do you hear the word? He said, son, Abraham said, remember that during your life you received your good things just as Lazarus received bad things but now he is comforted in heaven while you are in agony Hmm. besides all this there's a great divide a chasm that has been fixed between us and you so that those who want to pass over from here to you cannot neither can those from there cross over to us Now listen to him. Then he said, I beg you. I beg you, send him to my father's house then because I got five brothers who are not saved. Do you hear this this morning? Here he is in hell. And he says, just go tell. Tell my family then. Tell them don't show up where I'm at. Tell them it is real. Tell them to listen to that preacher. Tell them to open up that Bible. Tell them it ain't a story. It's real. So they don't come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, no, but if someone, excuse me, but Abraham said, they have Moses, excuse me, and the prophets, they should listen to them. No, said Abraham. But if someone from the dead goes to them, they will. Re- no, Father Abraham. Excuse me. No, Father Abraham, he said. This is the rich man. But if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. But he told him if they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, in other words, if they don't listen to the word of God, you know, we're looking for a sign, for a miracle. For something to happen. And Abraham said, if they don't listen to the word, nothing can persuade them. If the word doesn't persuade you, if the Holy Spirit doesn't convict you, and oh God, how I pray that the Holy Spirit does something that me standing up here cannot do. That the Holy Ghost does something that I cannot do. That it speak to the heart of a man and a woman today. If they don't listen to the word, they will not be persuaded If someone rises from the dead, this morning I just read to you a very sobering picture of hell today. The first thing I want to tell you is your social and economic and educational status may set you apart in this world, but it means nothing in eternity. I want you to look at something that you may have skipped over. The poor man has a name, Lazarus, the saved man. But the rich man who was living in the moment, who was looking at things which were temporal and just living in the moment, guess what? He wasn't given a name. That's because in hell you will not be known. That's because in hell there are no titles and degrees that matter. That's because in hell, it won't matter. You'll be faceless, nameless. No one will know about you and care about you. Your titles and your status on earth will not amount to anything in eternity. What matters is that you know Jesus. Oh, Thank you, God. I have prayed... Many a prayer with people, salvation, where they get on their knees and they cry out to God. Don't care what nobody thinks, nobody what's around them or what's going on. I've done it in the middle of hundreds. I've done it one on one, and I have literally. This, I'm not speaking figuratively here, because I know this to be the truth snatched them out of hell snatched them God did and I could I'm talking about something happening spiritually I could see them saying the prayer and I could see tears rolling down their eyes but what was happening in in eternity is their soul was being snatched out of hell (laughs) snatched out of darkness hey and I'm not playing no more about this thing if I gotta go down and grab you, shake you, and say, Jonathan, wake up, man. This thing's real. Then I'll do it. If I gotta get down on my knees and beg you, I'll beg you. If I gotta get on my knees and cry, cry, I'll cry. If I gotta scare you, I'll scare you. If I gotta chase you, I'll chase you. Cause listen, God's given me assignment, one assignment, and that's to tell people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that their sins can be forgiven. God can raise them up in newness of life. Because whether you believe it or not, there is a forever. There is an eternity. Something I noticed in this story as well, in this warning, is that Lazarus was carried. But the rich man with no name, he was buried. The saved man was carried by death, but the rich man was buried. I've got a little boy. He's a year and a, a year and a half. Somewhere in there. Pick him up and I'll carry him. Abrielle now, she wants to be carried as well. She'll say, Carry me into the room. You know what? I thought, I ain't carrying you. And I said, Wait a minute. I better carry you now. Sometimes I'll grab Judah and I'll carry him and I'll be holding him. And something will happen beyond my control. Beyond my expertise. Something I'll need his mom for. You understand? And I'll carry him. And I'll say, hold on, buddy. I can't do nothing about this. This is a problem for both of us let me take you to your mom here he was oh, sorry here he was calling for you he wants you you know you've done it daddy I was thinking about that when it comes to death death can't do anything with the child of God it's just holding it oh hallelujah Oh, God, I'm firing myself up right now. It can't do nothing with you. It has no right to you. It can't hold you. It can't keep you. It just has to carry you to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. When you die in Christ, you are carried to your Savior. That says, I can't do nothing with you, Carl. I have no right to you. Let me take you to Jesus. This man who was saved was carried to Jesus the dead man excuse me the unsaved man the lost man the rich man was buried I want to tell you something this morning none of us when we die are annihilated we're not passed from here to a grave and that's it you're either buried in damnation or you're carried to Jesus I want to tell you another thing about hell hell is real it's not a figurative place how do I know that because does it sound like a figurative place Does this sound like a place? The Bible tells us in Revelation that it'll be a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus tells us here that it's a place of agony and fire. Hell is real and it's a place of torment. Look at verse 24. Father, he said, Abraham, he called out, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus, send Lazarus to drop just a drop of water on my tongue. It's a place of torment. Hell is no joke. Hell is no story. Hell is no fairy tale. Hell is a place where people who have died in their sin are now spending eternity. You sure are passionate about this. Hell is not only a place of physical torment. It's It's not just a place of physical torment. Hear me. It's not just a place of agony physically. But hell is a place of mental torment. The Bible said that the rich man who was in agony... Looked up, saw Abraham away off, and he saw Lazarus, the saved man, by his side. See, hell is a place of mental torment where you can see into heaven, but heaven can't see where you're at. You say, Why is that a place of? mental torment because you're going to think of every opportunity you had to get things right between you and God. You're going to think about the fact that if you could just get over there, get out of this thing, you would, but you can't. You're going to think about every message that you've heard. This one. See, because here's the facts, friend. I got friends that have died and went to hell. Let's just, let's just cut to the chase. Let's not beat around the bush. You got family members who are in hell today. Because they died and their stockpiles are bad. This ain't about being good or bad. This is about being saved or lost. This is about being dead or alive. And there are people that we know that right now are in hell, have been there ever since they took their last breath. They went to hell from hospitals, they went to hell from the street, they went to hell from a crack house, they went to hell from the church house. This ain't about denominations or religion or going to church not going to church this is about going to the cross this is about laying every sin down this is about coming to a place where you know self can't do it anymore and you can't fix it anymore and you're tired of trying and failing and trying and failing and you need something that you can't do for yourself this is about you placing your faith in Jesus Son of God Hail only a Physical torment, but it's also a mental torment. But not only is it a place of mental torment, it's a place of separation, eternal separation. Verse 26, look what it says. Look, besides all this, there's a great chasm, a divide. It's been fixed between us and you and you want to pass over there and you want them to pass over there to you but it ain't happening hell is a pl- are you listening to me this morning hell is a place of eternal separation what am I going to be separated from you're going to be separated from family members oh God are you okay with your children dying and going to hell no, I want to ask it again. Are you okay with your children dying and going to hell? Are you okay with your mom or your father or your friends or your family or your brother or your sister? Are you okay with them dying and going to hell? How long has it been since you weeped over their soul? How long has it been since you've cried over their soul? you fasted over their soul? You've wrote their name down in prayer? How, how long has it been? Don't tell me you love God and you love your family and you don't weep over them because you know their condition. Hallelujah. Every day, every day, we get down here. I pray for people I don't even know, but you know what? They're your brother. They're your sister. They're your family member. They're your friend, and I believe God is going to save us. (laughs) We get down here and we cry out to God. Patrick and Ronnie and Sierra, Tony, Os, John, and I thank God for the ones who've been saved, like Jessica and Dad and Mama and Ashley and Tory and Joey and Vicki and Cheyenne. Don't tell me hell's a real place to you and heaven's a real place to you and you don't cry out for your family. If you don't cry out, who will? If you don't believe it, who will? If you're not raptured and rescued and arrested by this truth, who will be? Oh, preacher, I wish you to preach something different. I invited somebody to church for me today. I wanted to preach something different. I wanted to say something different. I wanted to say something to make you smile and lift you up. But I can't go to bed tonight knowing that I didn't preach the truth. Ezekiel said, preach the truth if they believe it. And so it, it doesn't matter if they rejected, it, it doesn't matter, you delivered your soul. And I came in here this morning burning down with truth. I came in here this morning <laughs> weighing down with truth and I've got to deliver my soul to you today. You do what you want to do with it. But I'm telling you, if you die in your sin, you will die and you will go to a sinner's hell and it's a place of separation. You'll be separated from your family. But you know what will make it hell? Separated from hope. Because I've had bad days. And you know what I've said? I hope things will get better tomorrow. But in hell there is no hope for a tomorrow. All the days run in line. Eternity has no timetable. Hell is a place where you're separated from hope. Things will not get better. Not only is it a separation from hope, but it's a separation from mercy. There will be no alleviation from the agony. You know what I think it's like? Have you ever touched something hot and had the initial shock where the nervous system, everything in here just radiates through you as you uh, t- uh, initially touch that thing which is hot. Imagine that. Forever. It's a separation from all alleviation. It's a separation from mercy. It's a separation from grace. It's a separation from friends. It's a separation from sister and brother. It's a separation from God. no presence of God it's a separation from God hell is a place of separation separating us from all that is right and hell not only is it a place of separation but it's full hear me now Of the greatest preachers hell is with the most powerful messages that you will never hear what do i mean by that i mean what i'm preaching they've experienced and if they could come back listen to what he said he said if i can't go to them send somebody to my five brothers who are lost and dying. If I can't go to them, if you can't send somebody from heaven to go to them, get this message out to my family. Hell is real. Heaven is real. Eternity is real. That side of eternity is the side of mercy and grace. Accept Jesus. is full listen, listen, listen of the greatest preachers with the most powerful messages you will never hear hell is a final destination You don't go to purgatory. You don't sit there and someone can pray you. When you die, if we come together and pray for you, things will change. No, hear me. When you go to hell or heaven, it's forever. And I can't pray you out of hell. There's nothing that can be done the moment you take your last breath that's it have you ever seen one of those big bubble makers not the little classic one that you blow into and you got little bubbles the big we went to a place in Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge and they had these big old bubble things, and you could go and make a big old bubble. You know what I'm talking about? Do you really know what I'm talking about? It's a big bubble. And I looked in there, and I was watching Gabrielle. And I got into it, and I'm making big bubbles, and I'm just acting like Abriel, and Might as well, spent the money on it, got the ticket. So anyway, I'm doing bubbles, and there it is. The biggest bubble you've ever seen. It was, and there I was. In the bubble. I could see me and I was sort of taken back. There I was, Carl, in the bubble. And you know what happened? The bubble popped over with. And I was so caught up. I was in, and then that's eternity. You're living in a bubble right now. You're living in a moment right now. You're just in a bubble right now. That's all that you can see is a bubble. But there's a whole eternity to live. And just like that, It's going to be gone. What are you going to do? Where are you going to be? When that bubble pops. When I go to preacher funeral this happens almost every time I go to preacher funeral either before the casket and the body arrive to their place of burial out in the cemetery either before or after I'll read the markers and the tombstones hear me now and I'll see a date and you know what I'll think somebody has been where they're at now since 1961 wherever their bubble popped whenever their bubble popped they have been wherever they were going they've been in eternity the same place are you listening to me 1961. The other day I was riding in, in a place of my grandmother's farm, my granddaddy's farm, the Lancasters and the Wheelers. They, had, they both had farms and they were joined together. Well, they married in together. So they had a farm. Some of it's been sold off. Some of it's still there. There's a few fishing ponds and different things. And I was just driving there just to get away. Just to get away from just everything. There's a church called Campground Methodist. Very old church for that community, in that community. Very old graves. And I was reading graves. I was going through and just looking. I have a uh, great-grandmother that's there. I have a great-granddaddy that's there. A uh, great-grandmother that's there. We're buried there. I was reading these old graves, 1853, and I thought to myself, I thought to myself, since 1853, that person who died at that moment, they have spent eternity somewhere since 1853. Fifty-three, with no getting out, with no walking out, with no backing up, with no exit plan, with no back door. There, forever. And I want to ask you: You see, God can't look at sin. God can't stand sin. God hates sin. So God sent his son Jesus to become sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God. I want to tell you hell is for real, but hell does not have to be your home. I said hell doesn't have to be your home today. You don't have to spend eternity in hell Let me share the gospel with you for just a moment. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Jesus Christ died for you, taking all of your sin, bearing it upon His body, crushing the power of sin for you. Not not once you got to church, not once you started believing in him, but while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. So that you would not have to go to hell. So that you would not be eternally separated forever. So that your sins would be forgiven and your home would be heaven. That's why the Bible says, what you're going through right now cannot be compared to where you're going. What you're going through cannot be compared to what you're going to, child of God. And what you're going through is so temporary and you are focusing on things that are temporary. People who die and go to hell never thought about eternity, never thought about their soul, ever thought about forever. They only lived in the moment. They lived in this moment and that moment, what felt good, what sounded good, what looked good, What all those things were to the flesh, what appeased the flesh, what appealed to the flesh. But today I want you to stop for a moment. What if all that bust? The bubble burst. Where are you going to spend eternity? I don't care what you've known or what you've listened to or what you've heard. There are only two destinations heaven or hell. God made it a way for us. He said, What you can't do, my son Jesus will do for you. He'll die on the cross for you, he'll take your sins. He'll forgive you of your sins. He'll erase your sins. He'll nail your sins to the cross. And when he dies there, all your sins will die there. All you've got to do, if you want eternal life, if you want heaven to be your home, all you've got to do is place your faith in Jesus Christ. And whosoever believes in Jesus Christ shall not go to hell, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I don't know why they're getting so excited. Maybe you need to get saved today. Maybe you don't understand where you're going and where you're headed and how damnable this thing is. You are damned for hell until you place your faith in Jesus. And you say, Well, I got a long time to live. Do you? Do you? You do? You know that? You cause your body to operate and function and blood to pump. You're the most complex organism. There's no machine that is as complex as you are and everything has to function just right. You think you do that? No, friend, you fall asleep and forget all about it. Who do you think keeps that going? You think you just happen to be here? You think it just, you just, it's just, no, friend. God created you. But He didn't leave you alone and He didn't leave you by yourself and He didn't leave you out to dry. He gave you His Son, Jesus. It's a gift. Does it make you mad when I preach about hell? I'd rather you get mad at me and somehow make it to heaven than you like me and love me and me tell you the truth or not tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth, and I'm telling you, this has been on my heart now, don't go to hell from Remnant Church, don't go to hell from Remnant Church, I'd rather you go to hell from a crack house, never hearing the gospel. Because friend, hell will be hot for you. Those who have heard the gospel, those who heard the truth and rejected, hell'll be worse for you. But my fear is there's people who left these this building and heard the same message as you've heard. I've preached 776 times in this building. 676 times I have preached the gospel. Jesus in this building. 676 times I have preached God's truth in this house. And you know what? I'm afraid that people have heard it. Walked out. Stepped into eternity. Without Jesus. I got plenty of time. Really? I buried one of my friends this year. Never thought they were going to die. Didn't make no sense. Got a family, young, healthy, gone. In the hospital, dead the next day. How long you've got to live? I preach funerals for teenagers. You're not supposed to die as a teenager. Who said? Who said? Who said? Who told you that? Who told you that? You die when it's ready, it's time for you to die. God calls you and you don't know that day and you don't know that hour you don't know that moment and it'll be like a bubble and it'll bust and all hope all grace all mercy is expired out of date done and you are there left standing you know what of a perfect and holy God who cannot accept sin. You say, well, I'm doomed because I'm not perfect. That's why you so need Jesus today. Because if you got Jesus, if you get Jesus today, if you place your faith in Jesus today, Jesus becomes your righteousness. Jesus becomes your perfection. Jesus becomes your holiness. And I can stand before God, Carl, and not fear judgment. I don't fear hell. Oh, I fear the fact that there's people who are going to die and go there, but not me. By the grace of God, by his promise that he made to himself, heaven is f- for real, yeah. final, and it's for me. And I want to ask you this morning: if you were to die, quit playing games. Don't tell me what church you're a member of. I'll give a i will give I do not care what church you're a member of. I don't give one iota, I don't care one bit. If you partner or become a, I don't care if you're a member of every church in South Georgia. It's not about church membership. I've dumped a million people in that baptismal tank. But friend, baptism does not save you. Uh, uh, you know what saves you? And I'm gonna give it all I got today. You know what saves you? is when you're down on your knees and you cry out to God. And you say, God, I cannot do this on my own. I need you. And you don't get up till heaven invades your heart and soul. I'm out of place now. I made a mistake. I've made a mistake. I've said before, I'm not going to beg you. I'm lying. I lied. I'm begging you. Paul said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. holy holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable act of worship this morning if Paul could get down on his knees and beg beg his brothers, beg his sisters beg his family, beg his friends to accept Jesus friend I'll get down on my knees and I'm begging you today, I'm crying out to you today, I'm asking you please, please I'm begging you will you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today death or life. I poured it all out now. Singers, stay, stay right where you're at. Stay where you're at. I've delivered my soul this morning. I've poured it out as best I know how. I'm asking you today. I'm begging you today. If you don't know where you're going to spend eternity. You're not saved today. Maybe you're religious. Religion won't do. Relationships—the only thing that works. Maybe you've been religious and done religious things. Maybe you've been, maybe you've been to church all your life. But if you haven't, place your faith in Jesus in such a way, Eric, that changes you. It changes you. See, when I got saved, I didn't stop doing everything. I didn't. Just, my behavior didn't just become absolutely perfect. No, but I knew something had invaded my life. Someone had invaded my life that would no longer allow me to do life as I always had done it. What is it about Jesus that you don't like? What is it about Jesus that just ain't for you? Is it the joy? Is it the purpose that it gives you? The lie it gives you purpose? Is it the forgiveness? Can you rather hang on to the guilt and the shame? What is it that you don't like about Jesus, backslider? This message is for you. I don't hear me. Just a minute. I do not want to die. Let me get my words right. I do not want to die, God, to call me home while I'm in a momentary act of the flesh, while I'm stepping out on God. I don't want God to come in a season I'm in sin. I don't want to play with God that way. Do you hear me? I want to live like God's coming back. I want to live every day like God's coming back today. this is my altar call this is his altar call some of you in here today you don't even know it and we've been praying for you before you ever walk through this door you've been prayed over your name's been called out to God and this is your day today is the day of salvation today is the day of God's favor with every head bowed and every eye closed. You say, Pastor, I heard what you said and I know if God was to come back today or if I was to take my final breath, I would go, I would go to hell. And I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I know I'd go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I need God. I need desperately, I desperately need God today. If that's you right now, and that has been me, and I am, you can't have pride now. You can't You can't be ashamed. You can't have pride. Listen, if you're so full of yourself, if you're full of pride, you ain't got room for Jesus today. So you going to swallow your pride today. Admit that you're a sinner today. We've all done it. I've done it. What will people think about me? Pastor, if I raise my hand, if I walk down to that altar, what will people think about me? They'll think you made the greatest decision of your life. That's why they'll think about you. They'll celebrate with you. They'll cry with you. They'll rejoice with you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. God, do what only you can do now. If you say, Pastor, I don't know where I would spend eternity, but I want to know. Pastor, you lift your hand all across this building right now. Lift it high. Lift it high. Lift it high. I see that hand. I see that hand. That hand. Come on, lift it high. Lift it high. I see that hand. I see that hand. Yes, sir. I see your hands. I see your hand. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Hands went up all over this room. You think this is a mistake that you just came today? You think just by chance you came today? I I don't think so. Right now, if you raised your hand, now this is gonna take some this is gonna take some courage. friend your life hangs in the balance if you raise your hand sir ma'am student if you raise your hand I want to give you an invitation to life